Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim with Fred Jackson, Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, and Ray Pritchard, raised in Kansas City, Kansas. And nice weather today, Ray. Yeah, and uh, okay, back to Loretta Lynn. Okay. In, in, in the break, I now wish to nominate my favorite Loretta Lynn song just because of the title, Don't Come Home a-Drinking with Loving on Your Mind. <laughs> That is an all-time great song title. That, yeah, that's 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 the classic country title for a song yeah. right there. Only a country song right, could have that right. title. <laughs> oh, don't come home a-drinking, loving on your mind. That's my uh, contribution to the show. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. <laughs> that was a... Uh, Just want to be a blessing to I all think that's in Proverbs, too, isn't it? Isn't it's that a in Proverbs? Proverbs somewhere. Somewhere in Proverbs. A lot of truth in that song, so there. Oh, uh, my goodness. Loretta Lynn passed away. Uh, yes. uh, that's uh, 95 years old. 90. 90, 90 years old. 90 years old. Uh, lived near Nashville. Yeah, from West Virginia originally. Thus West the, Virginia. Coal miner's daughter. Coal miner's and daughter. And she really was. If you think of cu- country music, what used to be called country and western music, she would definitely be top five all-time female voices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you? De- definitely. She could sing. Oh, man. She Maybe top sing. three. I'm thinking of, well, by the way, let's welcome Steve Jordahl. Hey. <laughs> uh, good morning, Steve. Good morning. I'm thinking two others who would be in her league. One would be Reba McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the no other would there. be Patsy Cline. No, Dolly Parton? Well, probably so. Although I'm not a big Dolly Parton. I'm not a big fan of the others either. I just know who they are, and I like some of their songs, but I couldn't tell you who their albums or, or much about their careers, except that Patsy Cline and Reba McIntyre would yep. be in the in the same league with Loretta Lynn. Yes. And who'd you say, Dolly Parton? Dolly Parton. Yeah, she's probably, as country and western goes, she would be definitely top. She's got top, her own amusement park, so she's got to be so Top, top five, top ten, <laughs> yeah. right in there. Yeah. Uh, all-time greatest. Probably best-selling, too, although I don't know exactly about that. Uh, Tammy Wynette was yeah. – she's from right down oh, the road. Oh, yeah. She's from right down the road here from us. Really? Like 25 miles. Really? Yeah, Tammy, stand by your man. Yeah. Yeah. She, but uh, anyway. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Steve? So we all went through this COVID uh, thing. And- what? Did you have a question for me, or were you asking for a... I said for, what with a question? Co, co, what did you call it? <laughs> we all went through this COVID? Yeah, COVID. I'm, I'm mocking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being facetious. Go ahead. Well, remember the... First of all, they wanted to control how we lived and where we could go and open and shut, uh, stay at home 20 feet. And then they introduced the vaccine, and uh, it was an MR... It's not really a vaccine. It's an mRNA. It, 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 it fools with your DNA, basically. Well, 
here's the next level. I'm doing a story that's going to be running tomorrow about a project called Brain Brain 2.0, and they want to map the human brain to the same degree that they map the human genome. And uh, the guy that I talked to says once they finish mapping the brain and know everything about it, the next thing is being able to control humans. I want you to listen to a guy named Matthew Liao. This was at a panel in 2016. This is the World Science Festival. And I want you to listen. Now think uh, how much they're in love with global warming and saving the planet. What lengths do you think they'd go to? Who's they? They, the, the ubiquitous they, the the one, the, the liberals, the, the green crowd. Right? Okay, and what are we about to hear now? Because this states 2016. Yes, but you're about to hear a, uh, this is a medical um, ethicist, I guess, bioethicist, and listen to what he has to say, cut 12. People eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption of meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy, I can't. But so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. Um, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat, to certain kinds of bovine, uh, bovine proteins. So that's something that we can do through human engineering. The next time they line you up for a shot, they're going to make you allergic to meat because they want to save the planet. They don't want you eating meat anymore. I got to tell you, though, I was impressed the guy could play the piano while he talks about science like that. <laughs> I mean, got to give it up for that. Well, yeah. So, so, uh, what, so what's his point now? His point is that when, they, when people start pushing back against saving the planet. Right. And against PETA. Right. Well, they got a shot for you that's going to make you allergic to meat so you can't eat it anymore. Well, I'm not taking it. <laughs> They might not have a choice. They're going to engineer your brain so that they can control you. Okay. I'm I'm feeling very very tinfoil hat right now, but yeah, we, what uh, you got something that can top that one? Not right not not in the conspiracy theory realm. No, that's okay, that that's was, about as deep. That was as our moment today. of conspiracy theory, brought to you by Steve Jordoff. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, Steve's uh, address is uh, Area Fifty Six. <laughs> that's right. Huh, Nevada, <laughs> three eight nine four four. Hey, I just saw I just saw this yesterday, Tim. What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and regular news? <laughs> about is six that a months. question? Yeah. What, what's the answer? The, the answer is what's the difference? About six months. About yeah. six. <laughs> did, <laughs> yeah, if did you I think get, about that, it's really it's really. Yeah, really I know, right? What is the area? Did I get the area thing right? That area, area fifty-three, area fifty-one, fifty-one. Oh, I called it fifty-six. Yeah, I think. Well, there that might be. We're never supposed to mention. That's area even more secret than fifty-one. We never mentioned that. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> All right, next story. Let's do a good, uh, good news story. I got something at the end. If you guys can hold me about a minute and a half or two minutes, okay. um, but this is a good story. So we've been hearing all kinds of uh, uh, sad and tragic and very desperate stories out of Florida. Well, um, this is a guy named Johnny Lauder. His mother, Karen, was in a house. She was, she's... Uh, My, Fort Myers, right? Fort Myers. And she is wheel, wheelchair-bound. So she did not evacuate. 
um, the, it was just too much work for her to get out of Fort Myers, so she stayed there. But her house started flooding. So she called her son. Her son went and waded through and swam half a mile to go rescue his mom. And they have pictures uh, in this uh, article from the Daily Mail of his mom half underwater when he gets there. He puts her up in her wheelchair and he wheels her out to safety. I saw that. Son of the year. I saw that her house was filled with water. It looked like to me six to eight feet, right? Yeah. Well, she's in a wheelchair. So I, the, the picture I'm thinking is probably three or four feet, which if you're in a wheelchair right. is, is next to drowning. So she's obviously terrorized. Yeah. I think we're putting this up on our Facebook page. Is that right, Brent? Yeah. He's getting it for us. Okay. For our today's issues. For today's Facebook issues page. Facebook page. The thing about it is, uh, she fortunately she had cell phone service, I guess, to be yes. able to call her son. Of course, her son probably knew she was in trouble. If he knew, you it's know, in Naples she, actually, yes, in Naples, Naples. Um, uh, but she was a wheelchair bound. But he saved her. He did. Yeah. Got her out. Yep. Praise the Lord. Yes. Because uh, and he's wheelchair bound, the person can't swim. So water gets up to their neck, they're going to die. They're, they're going to yeah. drown. Yeah. So he saved her. He did. He saved her life. It's, it's, but he went a half a mile. Can you imagine half a mile through water? That's, That's a lot. Huh? That's a lot. Yeah. This was in, in the midst of the hurricane? or uh, the right, after, right after it. Right after? Yeah. The water was still up. The surge. Probably. You know, I heard Governor DeSantis talking about this because uh, there is 100, 100 plus deaths now, right? I think that so. we know of. And he was talking about, uh, they were asking him uh, about why more people didn't leave in Fort Myers and Naples and Sanibel Island. And he had two answers for this. Um, one is, he said, I think it was CNN. Yes. They, they were they were trying to get him. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't like him politically. So they're trying anything that the liberal news media can do to make Go Governor DeSantis look bad in all this situation they're going to try yep. to do. Okay. So they asked him about this as in, you know, why didn't people evacuate? You know, what could you have done more to get them out? Talking to a Governor DeSantis. And a couple of answers he gave. Do we have that audio, by the way? We don't think we have that audio, right? He said one is, he asked the news reporter, well, where were you stationed? Yes. Meaning, where were you, CNN, expecting landfall? Because yes. where were you? And I think they said Tampa, right? Yeah. That's, that's right. Because that's all the, uh, that was being reported. Best we knew. Yes. Up yeah. until the last few hours yeah. of, of the storm, it was kind of it's Tampa St. Pete was yeah. going to be ground zero, right? Yeah. Yep. So he said, where were you stationed? So you got it wrong, too, is yeah. what he's saying to her. Yeah. But secondly, he said, uh, basically what he's saying, this is true. You can't, uh, in that short a time period, that storm came up, and you only had like within 48 hours, right? Yeah. yeah, from the time it started coming up over Cuba and strengthening, it yes. was it was a tropical storm and then a mm -hmm. mild hurricane and then it's just swelled. Yeah, in in twenty four to forty eight hours to this monster. Once it got into the Gulf of Mexico, well, he said, you know, a lot of people just didn't want to leave their homes. Yep, for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. you can't in that short a period of time you can't make them, you can't arrest everybody and make them leave. So all you can do is 
have a have an evacuation uh, mandate and then right and then people have to make up their own minds and in this case some of them just got stuck in in the storm well the southwestern florida is hardly and uh, it's not a remote area it's not like portions of you know montana or something where where you can go miles and you don't see anybody there are there are millions of people in South Florida, so even if you get most of them out, some people are going to be left behind either by oversight, accident, right. or as you said, some people just prefer to wait out the hurricane. You can't right. do anything about it. Uh, well, and the a lot governor's of, done a remarkable job. I, I agree. Yeah, the CNN reporter thought she had a gotcha, and you can watch. I actually watched the exchange on YouTube last night. <clears throat> she said, you know. Don't you think you should have had the emergency evacuation order for that area, Fort Myers? And he said, then he asked her, where were you? Where was CNN? Oh, we were up in Tampa. Well, the reason for that was the the initial prediction was it was going to go through Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota. Instead, it came ashore down right, further right. south. Simple as that. But you're right, Tim. You're going to get stories now. <laughs> And this is a prediction based on history over the last few years. You're going to get all kinds of stories of uh, Governor DeSantis didn't do this right, didn't do that right, didn't do this right. That's all you're going to see. Yeah. You know what? The media, the left-wing media, has met their match with Governor DeSantis. They have. Oh, yeah. Even more than Trump. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, yes, Trump was... Uh, in his own way, combative with the media. Kind of reflexively combative. He just yeah. he couldn't help himself. Yeah. But but uh, DeSantis is shrewder. Intelligently combative. Yeah. And he is, uh, DeSantis is more disciplined than Trump mm-hmm. on how he, uh, how he manages and, and answers those who go after him and criticize him. Him. And uh, I just think there's a bright future. Again, I probably be 2020. What what would that be? 2028, Eight. probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. Who knows what the next year or two hold before he runs for president, DeSantis. But he is a very smart fella. Yep. And also, uh, I use the word disciplined. Uh, and that 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 makes him a harder target. He's not going to send out tweets about Alec Baldwin. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. DeSantis isn't. He isn't nope. going to get engaged in peripheral things that uh, that that really take your attention off the main thing. I think he's smarter than that. But uh, anyway. he's putting reporters on notice right now. DeSantis is. Yeah. This has happened a couple of times now, where they've thrown these kind of curves. They thought right. they get him, and he comes right back at them. So unlike Trump, who tweeted out something, you know, uh, right. usual, DeSantis, uh, these reporters have been put on notice. I better be careful about the questions that I ask, because this is right. a, this is a man that's going to embarrass me. Right. If if I if I knowingly throw a ball that I know right. is is not quite right. Right. He is going to come back and hit me hard. Yeah. All right, next story, Steve. All right. Um, we're hearing uh, the... the oh, we're tra- hearing voices? <laughs> what were Sometimes you going to say, Steve? Uh, or on conspiracy. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're off this conspiracy thing now. Um, but we're hearing a lot more people who 
um, were suckered into becoming a transgender person. In other words, um, there's a lot of people regretting becoming transgender and, and medically taking steps to do this. And uh, tens of thousands of people now, the media's not talking about it, but there's got to have to be some lawsuits, and they're coming. I can, I just let me just, it's coming. I want you to hear from one woman. We don't know her name because she didn't give her name, but this is a, a girl who was transitioned when she was uh, underage. She was a teenager. And uh, listen to her story. This is cut 10. I can't believe this happened. I ruined my life. Um, when you break it down, I decided that I didn't want to be a woman before I had ever even experienced being a woman. I had no idea what being a woman was like because I was a child. And um, now I feel like I will never entirely know. Um, <clears throat> I, I want to say that I really feel like some people in the trans community and the trans medicalists and the doctors really, really target the most vulnerable of us. I have borderline personality disorder, and I know for a fact that this is the reason for my transition. Um, it's a very difficult mental illness, and uh, one of the core features is not having any sense of self or identity. And, um, my doctors knew this, um, I, I told them, even though they didn't ask, um, that I had been diagnosed with BPD, um, and it was all fine to them. I wasn't happy as a girl, so that meant I was a boy and I was trans, and so I, I just, um, took the cure that was handed to me. This poor young woman, they knew, they knew she had a mental issue that made her question her identity, that it made her unanchored, basically. And they just took advantage of it. We're hearing more and more of these stories now. What's coming out is that you have young people, early teens, mm -hmm. usually, with emotional problems. And so what's happening is they're going to the school counselors and others who say, okay, yes. Uh, I agree with your story. Uh, here's the cure for this. We'll start you and recommend this doctor, recommend this treatment. They go to doctors that are willing to do this. And this is why a lot of jurisdictions, they say, no, you don't have to tell your parents about this. Don't worry about it. We'll keep all of this in confidence. So these kids who are emotionally, hormonally all mixed up are now given a doorway into this. And now three, four years later, they're regretting it. Instead of, in, I'm going to put it this way, in the olden days when they would be counseled, say, hey, you're going through a tough time right now. Your body is changing because it's puberty or whatever the case may be, and you'll get through this. Given the, given the, they were giving these kids proper counseling. Now what they're saying, ah, what you're feeling is real. You really should try to transition yeah. to a boy, and they're recommending these medical procedures which they can't back away from. And, you know, a lot of it's hormonal and they get into, they're taking these hormones for two or three years and they can't reverse the impact of this. It's horrible what's going on out there. 
I'm not an attorney, but I can't think of a better example of malpractice than than that. If 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 I understand what that means, yeah. Well, they shouldn't give minors. Some of these kids are starting before puberty because they want to deliver. Well, that's puberty. sick. It that's is. sick and ought to be illegal. I don't care if it's the parents. You don't. Yeah. Give, you don't. You you don't give a girl a bunch of boy pills of testosterone. Right. Right. It used to be you couldn't give a kid an aspirin at school without the parent's permission. Right. Now there are advocates out there that say, we're going to go ahead and do all of this. We're not going to tell the parents. Yeah. It's also trendy. Yeah. In pop culture Mm -hmm. to be transgendered. Yes. They're the ones, they're the latest uh, flavor of the year. Mm -hmm. Celebrate. Uh, Hey, you're transgendered. Yay. Clap for you. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are saying that they're a lot of these young people are saying they're transgendered when they're not because they yes. just want to be celebrated and popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, odd as that may sound. Yeah. Next story, Steve. All right, we're hearing from the police that uh, raided uh, the FBI agents that raided Mike Lindell and his phone. I want you to hear this. This is cut eleven. I'm FBI Special Agent Hetfield. We recently raided founder and CEO of My Pillow, Mike Lindell. We expected to find evidence of election tampering fraud, support for Trump, which, as you know, is highly illegal. We didn't find any of that, though. What we did find was a good night's sleep. (laughs) I gotta say, politics aside, these pillows that we confiscated from Mike Lindell are the most comfortable, nicest pillows that I've ever slept on. I mean, all the guys in the office can't stop talking about how comfortable and soft they really are with MyPillow's patented adjustable fill stay cool technology and fluffy design that will not go flat, no matter how many Trump supporters I beat with it. Where were you on January 6th? Scum! You want me to do it again? I'll hit you again! Is that what you want? Go ahead! It's so comfortable. (laughs) Where did did you get that? Thanks to the Babylon Bee. (laughs) Okay, that's wonderful. That is, that's five stars right there, Steve. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, free advertisement. I, we you did. looked awful confused at the beginning there, Tim. Well, at first I was going, is this real or not? Is this a whistleblower? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's funny. Now, his sheets are extremely comfortable. So his pillows, We yeah. bought some. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. He's got a, he's got a lot of you know, pillows, sheets, slippers. Oh, he's, yeah, he's got it going on. Yeah. I've heard his personal testimony, too. The guy was hooked on drugs, yeah. Mike Lindell we're talking about, and uh, almost killed himself, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. This is 15 years ago yeah. or so. Yeah. I heard, I heard yeah. his testimony two years ago in Florida. We were down there for a conference, and he shared. He said, uh, uh, Jesus Christ saved my life he said you know i was on the road to destruction and then he uh, kind of smart guy yeah got into got into the business world and yeah. has uh done quite well for himself there but he gives all the glory to to jesus for for saving him from self-destruction all right ray thank you you bet thank you tim all right uh our thanks my thanks to steve jordahl my pleasure Fred Jackson. You bet. Brent Creeley, our producer, who's in uh, – are you on staff at YouTube yet? <laughs> Brent, you ought to be. As much time as you talk to those guys. 
Huh? I wish there was, but no. Have they unbanned yeah. us yet? Have you appealed? No, it? I have appealed, but I'm still waiting. So you fouled it off? Yes. You're still at bat, though. I'm still at bat. Okay. Uh, and our thanks to Chris Woodward and Sandy Rios. And thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.